Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is the show where we talk about everything mountain biking, from trail guides to equipment and everything in between. And I'm joined as always by Tom Bell. Hey Tom. Hi Colin, how's things? Not too bad, not too bad. I'm of course Colin Gray and uh, we host the show together. And the last, uh, how many episodes now? We're on 15 today. So the last 14 15. episodes... We've been going through a, Caesar, a series, a season, a series, getting mixed up there, uh, where we've been talking about mountain biking equipment. So basically how to set up your bike in the best possible way. So you can get the most out of your bike, make sure your equipment's set up for you. You've got the best stuff that suits your type of riding, your type of level. Mm. And we're tying it up, aren't we almost? This is kind of a, a two-parter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're coming to the the end of this kind of series or season, as you said, yeah. and then um, we'll decide where we want to go for the uh, for the next lot. I think. Indeed. So we're tying up with uh, the uh, I don't know the bit closest to home, so the stuff that uh, surrounds us, protects us. Mm. Uh, so that's clothing. So we've covered just about everything about the bike. Uh, the one thing that we haven't gone through is what you actually wear when you're out on a ride. So we're going to go through things like yeah, helmets, glasses, jerseys, shorts, everything. Um, and we've mentioned along the way that we want to do a Q&A episode. And I've been asking you for questions. I'm delighted to say we've had a bit of a response. So we've had quite a few questions in. Uh, and over the next two episodes, uh, we're going to answer as many of them as we can. Um, so if you have any more questions, though, keep them coming in, keep them coming in. We'll keep answering them. Uh, we'll tie up. So we've got two more episodes in this season. Now we'll take a little break, probably a couple of weeks off, and then we'll come back with the new season. But we'll always have questions anyway. I think I'd love to get some more questions in every single episode. Like try and do maybe, maybe a shorter main topic and then do a question or two each time so uh, yeah if you have anything you want to ask and you've missed the boat on this one or the next episode then keep sending them in keep sending us stuff feedback questions whatever you want to know about mountain biking you can send them in to colin at mountainbikesapart.com or you can tweet us at colin mc gray or tom is by tom bell aren't you tom that's correct yeah Perfect. And of course, we've always got the Facebook page. I haven't been mentioning that in a while. You can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash mountain bikes apart and you'll find our page over there as well. So you can find us just about anywhere on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we're going to split it up. Clothing, we're going to do the upper half this week and then the lower half next week. So this week will be helmets, sunglasses, jerseys uh, and uh, what else? Gloves as well. Gloves, yeah. Yeah, and then next week we're going to go through what? Shorts, shoes. That's it, and yeah. socks, yeah. And so socks. <laughs> if we can find something to talk about with socks, then we'll throw it in. <laughs> don't say we don't cover this in detail. Exactly. Um, so we'll do maybe half an episode on them and half an episode answering as many questions as we can. Sound good? That sounds good to me, definitely. Stuff. Okay, let's get into it. So, top half first. Let's start at the very top, helmets. <laughs> what are we looking at in helmet? Uh, what yeah. different types of helmets are there first place uh, I mean you've got split up into the uh, disciplines I suppose a little bit um, first so what's the difference between a road helmet and a mountain bike helmet can you use them for both yeah you can definitely use them for both and I think uh, the more racy you get the more towards sort of cross country and marathon um, the more actually uh, riders are just using a standard road helmet just because you know the road ones are typically geared to more more towards uh, lightweightness um, and Without without sounding um, anti mountain bike here, sometimes the development of the technology is um, 
is pushed through quite a lot on the road just because yeah. you've got, you know, things like aerodynamics and cooling and all that sort of stuff that, um, you know, there's, there's sometimes a bit more kind of emphasis on those kinds of things. So yeah. um, there's more money in the road side of things. So they I think there is. The, uh, yeah. The bulk of the research and development. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's, there's, uh, there is uh, more money in it. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the difference between a road helmet and an actual kind of mountain bike trail helmet are really other than aesthetics then and and a little bit of um you know weight saving and stuff like that they're, they're not really that different um you've you've got you've usually got a peak on a uh, on a mountain bike one that sometimes you know some manufacturers will just have a road helmet and they'll they'll ship it with a peak and uh, that's the mountain bike version so um not a huge amount of difference but um the the mountain bike ones tend to be a little bit more um, I guess bulky, um, mm. sometimes um, just just a bit more outdoorsy looking than your uh, than your road helmet. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I've never really looked at the difference. I've never really gone into a bike shop and thought, "Is that a road one? Is that a mountain bike one?" Mm. So I don't really know. the The main difference that I think of actually when I go to look at helmets is that you know you get the standard bike helmet style of ones, which are the you know really kind of perforated, yeah. lots of holes, lots of uh, ventilation. And then you get the ones which are more uh, a rounded, uh, like a solid kind of old school skateboard helmet, I suppose, mm. maybe you think about it. And I always think of them more as the mountain bike style helmets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And and the mountain bike helmets, the ones that stand out to me, even if they are the ventilated type, are the ones that tend to come down the neck a bit more, aren't they? You get, mm-hmm. you get mountain bike helmets that actually come quite low down the neck, whereas road helmets tend to sit much more on top of your head. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, definitely. So, From an aesthetic point of view, that's yeah. uh, that's one way to tell. Um, and like I said, sometimes the mountain, the mountain bike ones are just generally a little bit sort of bigger, so they'll they'll just um, uh, protrude a little bit a little bit more than the um, than the road one. And I guess that's just to um, partly partly for a style reason, that kind of outdoorsy yeah. mountain bike look, but also probably a bit more protection from from uh, sharp rocks and, and things like that that you uh, that you won't get on the road even yeah. though obviously the road is sometimes uh, oftentimes uh, at higher speeds yeah. um, but so I, I guess that's part of the reason why the, there's a slight difference yeah yeah I, I'm trying I'm trying to think while you're speaking there about why you might want more back neck protection on a mountain mm. bike it's not like you could have uh, I don't know you're going to do more flips and land on the back of your neck or something I don't <laughs> no really exactly know. Well, sure. like the the other the other type of helmet is um is often what you see kind of downhillers and um, enduro riders yeah. riding, which is um the kind of full face, and then there's there are a few kind of what you might call semi full face ones, mm-hmm. which have um I seem to remember MET or Met doing a um helmet which had kind of a removable yeah. uh, chin chin brace, which yes. is kind of halfway between the two. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of them. <laughs> oh, cool. I, uh, I got one of them years back because a friend of mine um, used to ride a proper full face, so like a proper motorbike style helmet. Yeah, because he did. He, he rode pretty aggressively at a pretty downhill style bike. Um, he was a big guy, so he enjoyed having the excuse that meant that he didn't have to pedal as fast as us. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's not him being unfit; it's uh, the weight of the bike that's held him back. Of course. <laughs> so obviously, with that, you've got to get a full face helmet. Uh, and I kind of, um, I don't know, I, I started to buy into the whole. It was becoming more dangerous, you know. I'm getting air, all this kind of stuff, which is yeah. nonsense. I was still like bad, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd get this semi full face, which meant mm-hmm. that I could pedal up uh, without it, so it's not getting in the way, and then put it on for the downhill. 
Right. Um, I mean, my thinking was that full face obviously is more protective. And if you come off the front and you land on your chin, then mm. it's going to help you. Uh, but they're a pain in the ass to ride with, really, because they're so hot. They're so yeah. heavy. Yeah. Um, so that was my kind of halfway house, I guess. But to be honest, I suspect if you did, a, if you had a big fall, if you did have something that really needed a chin guard, mm. then that helmet probably wasn't going to do a whole lot. It would just kind of flip back a little bit or, you know, that, that brace would just break off. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to ask. What did yeah. it kind of, did it look fairly um, structurally oh, it was, intact? It's pretty solid. I mean, yeah. I think if you got a kind of straight on impact, I'm sure it would, it would save your chin from taking a full brunt. Mm. Uh, but it definitely was... It wasn't like the most robust thing in the world. And the thing that always got me was that it was, um, you know, like a full face helmet is pretty solid on your head. It's not going to tip up too much. Like if you land on your chin, Mm. uh, it'll kind of push your head back. It'll push the helmet back, but your head will be inside getting pushed back as well. Mm. With the Met helmet, I always thought if you took a really bad hit to the chin, it's actually just going to push the helmet off your head. It was kind of, it felt like it would act as a lever. Like you could push the chin guard and it would just push the helmet off your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I never felt like it would give you a massive amount of protection. Um, So it felt, yeah, I just, I've never used it in the last, um, I've still used that helmet actually, but I've not had the chin guard on it. I see, yeah. In probably three, four years. That's been my helmet for probably five or six years now, actually. Cool. Yeah, they do. They 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 last quite a long time as as long as you don't uh, don't have to use them um, too much for (laughs) their intended use. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, worth looking at, I suppose, if you think you're doing that kind of riding. But I feel like uh, you either choose one way or the other: proper full face or just a normal one. Yeah, I guess I guess you you might sort of look at a semi full face or something something like that if you're riding back home is a little bit you know is is general just trail riding trail mm. centers that kind of thing but then you you kind of go abroad every now and again to uh, to a bike park perhaps and just yeah. you, you don't you don't uh, want to i guess you could use that that sort of uh, chin brace um just for a bit of added protection there yeah, or yeah. you could just like you say just go and hire a uh, it wouldn't cost much to hire a full face helmet yeah. if you really needed it yeah i'm sure it does better than nothing i've never i've yeah. lucky enough to never have had to uh, test it well, that's good <laughs> so i'm not sure but yeah i mean uh, do you think do you think it's worth it's worth the money when you for a really expensive helmet you know there's a massive range as with any mountain bike kit uh, 20 quid for an average helmet to up to like 200 for a really good yeah, one yeah, what's exactly. the difference is it is it weight that's what I've always wondered is it just weight and maybe a couple of comfort features mm. or is there more protection I guess for some people it is it is the weight um, I, I guess weight weight I mean, with with racing and things like that, you tend to think of weight on the bike. You don't, at least for me, I don't tend to think too much about the weight of uh, the stuff that I'm actually wearing, funny enough, which is a bit strange. But um, (laughs) yeah, I think think it's more whether you're paying for something that, you know, has a better retention system at the back or Mm -hmm. is just more comfortable for you than a budget one. Um, Because the more expensive one will have that, that, better technology um potentially that better fit system yeah. and all yeah. that kind of thing so yeah. i guess if you're paying more money for more comfort and more um uh, security in terms of how it fits on your head then uh, yeah. then it's a good then it's a smart move but when you when you get into the mid-range and you're not um completely focused purely on you know helmet performance and that kind of thing your uh, your mid-range uh, helmets are plenty good enough i would say yeah yeah i think the impression i've always got from it i haven't spoken to people and just you know using them is that 
they're all as protective as each other because they mm. have to be they have to attain a certain standard don't they? They standards to yeah get their kite mark or whatever it is that they have to get so they're all going to protect your head so yeah the extra money is either weight or comfort or but you're right actually like thinking about the different types of helmets i've worn the way they fit you know that that bit that goes on the back of your head mm. that you sometimes get little adjustment points it can be a a little twister that makes it really nice and secure, really easy yeah. to fit yourself, as opposed to maybe a couple of belty bits that kind of push in. So, so maybe That's they, it. yeah, so maybe they make a bit of a difference to security too, because uh, sorry, safety too, because if it's more secure in your head, then. It's obviously going to save you in worse crashes. Yeah, you would think so. You would yeah. think so. So that's definitely worth uh, paying more for if it's <laughs> going to save you a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's probably not much, too much more around helmets, is there? Anything else you'd want to say about it? No, I think that's uh, that's it. I, I would say that a general road helmet um, is definitely good enough. And that, that's actually what I use. And um, a lot of them, unless you go for the really out and out sort of you know carbon effect look ones they don't they don't look too um too road like and um like i say some of the some of the manufacturers actually just use a sort of standard road helmet and then just put a few sort of mountain bikey features on anyway so they're not yeah. they're not actually that different so either a mountain bike trail helmet or a road helmet is definitely going to be uh, absolutely fine yeah yeah any uh, any particular brands that you like uh, I use I use Giro helmets, so I've got the Giro Aeon helmet, uh, a couple of those that I use, and um, yeah, Giro, good good brand, uh, probably the biggest one I would say yeah, out there. Yeah. So, um, and then they've I think the the last time I looked, they had an Athlon. I think Athlon was the sort of cross country trail kind of helmet, um, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Okay, dogs. Uh, right, next on the list, we're looking at uh, still top of the head, so sunglasses. Do you yeah. use glasses? I, it's, I've always had a funny relationship with glasses. I've always wanted to wear them because I think they must be useful. Stop stuff yeah. getting in your eyes, all that kind of stuff. But then yeah. they just get covered in water and dirt and get away more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you, do you use them? Yeah, I do. I've got um, I've got a set of Oakleys that I uh, that I really like that I've been using for quite a long time. Um, but I, I I know speaking to a lot of people, they have uh, like you, Colin, um, a, a bit of a funny relationship with sunglasses. I.e., they uh, you know they want to wear them and they see the benefits, but uh, quite often they're a, they're a bit of a pain and yeah. uh, can get in the way, especially when it's winter as well. And you know if you're riding a muddy trail. Um, they do keep stuff out of your eyes, certainly, yeah. but um, that you know that all just lands on the lens and yeah. stays there and obscures your vision <laughs> to some extent. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I most of the recent riding that I've done is at um, uh, Canoole Hill, just outside Perth, mm-hmm. and it's quite a lot of that is really natural riding, so it's not proper cycling trails. And I've found glasses. I've been wearing them more often there. I have to admit because of branches. Because yeah. they're sort of briars and stuff, and you're riding through, and uh, I've been hit in the face a few times. With branches. Well, you're always hit in the face by branches, yeah, but it's yeah. been kind of a lot more often, a lot more suddenly worrying. And if, like, if I don't quite catch that, it's going to get me in the eye, and mm. it's going to properly um, could be quite damaging. So yeah. I've worn them a bit more for that. Um, but yeah, still not that often. I always find as well, I'm just not very careful with them. Like they always get scratched because <laughs> they're yeah. in with all your mountain bike kit. And I know you can get a case. You should, I should keep mm-hmm. them in a case and I try and keep them in a case. But there's always one time that I forget and gets a wee scratch on it. And then suddenly yeah. it's just a distraction. So yeah, I've never, I've never had a good relationship with glasses on a bike. 
Yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, sometimes as well, when you uh, unless you spend a lot of money and get uh, particularly good lenses or particularly yeah. good optics or ones that you know color um, are sort of reactive to um, different light levels, yeah. you can you know they they can be great for when you're out uh, and it's sunny and then you dive into a into a trail and suddenly yeah. uh, you can't really see you can't really see too well. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, at the at the top end, you you know, you can. I I, I mean, the the prism lenses which I've got mm-hmm. in my Oakleys are, are sort of designed for for trail riding, and mm-hmm. they they really pull out the contrast um, and actually probably enhance you know enhance your vision to some extent just because that contrast is is there between between certain obstacles. Um, so that's really nice. Um, I mean, I've, I guess I'm just used to used to riding them uh used to riding in, in glasses quite a lot um, yeah. and certainly on the road just when you've got little stones that flick up and that kind of thing yeah yeah no i i, I should say i'm not like i'm not saying you shouldn't use glasses i'm just saying i never have managed to use them yeah. to any extent I, I definitely see the benefits and i kind of i want to use them so mm-hmm. on the lenses uh clear gold uh, what is it yellow yeah yeah <laughs> or sunglasses i mean obviously obvious use for the sunglasses shaded lenses i should say but mm-hmm. then between yellow and white like the clear lenses are just for kind of your average day aren't they they basically just yeah. keep stuff out of your eyes yeah yeah i use I, i'd say i use the the clear lenses for when it's pretty grim you know mm-hmm. out and um, yeah, yeah you're getting kind of mud thrown up but you kind of want that maximum maximum visibility and yeah. uh, it's almost i guess it's almost like you're not wearing them but yeah. you've got that added protection yeah, yeah yeah and the yellow ones there are they not light enhancement ones though so would they not be useful for like a grady yeah they are yeah um the i think the uh, certainly the oakley ones are called persimmon mm-hmm. they're, they're they're an orange kind of color and yeah. that's that's what they do they sort of enhance those those low light situations so they're they're definitely really good um i found in certain scenarios they they sometimes um don't enhance quite in the way you would expect but uh in general they they br- definitely brighten things up and add, yeah. add that kind of contrast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, I've I've found a pair of yellow glasses at home that aren't all scratched that I bought a while back and never used. So I'm going to try and ride with them a few yeah, more cool. times over this winter. Certainly, give them a go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they if they uh, protect you from uh, another one of those pesky branches or uh, <laughs> or a, or a stone flying up, then uh, yeah. then that's got to be good. Is there any particular you think you're looking out for in a, a good pair of glasses for biking? Uh, in terms of brands and uh, and models and that kind of thing, yeah, yeah nothing yeah. like that. Um, the the I use the Oakley Radar EVs, which are about a year old model. They're fairly new, um, and they're just I just find the Oakley ones fit really nice to the face because that's that's another kind of consideration is um, they've got to be able to kind of stay on your face when yeah. you you know you're being back, the heads <laughs> moving around all over the place, yeah, and um, yeah, even some of the sports kind of specific ones um, or sporty looking ones aren't quite designed enough to be to to fit right right on the head um or or fit well with a helmet yeah, so yeah. if you go for a brand uh, oakley are obviously um, a premium brand but yeah. um there's a lot of other bike brands that a kind of work in a a shape that fits with a helmet but also mm. kind of work uh, fits to your head in a sort of secure manner as well yeah yeah i think i've used um i think the ones i just found were endura ones mm-hmm. and they seem pretty well made um couldn't say much because i haven't tested them out a whole lot yet yeah. but 
uh, seem like nice pair of glasses just for yeah, like 15, 15 20 quid so yeah yeah the, uh, that's the thing like i say oakley is a premium brand certainly yeah, yeah. but you can get um specialized ones or endure or any of these um clothing clothing and bike manufacturers that are relatively cheap but definitely do the job yeah yeah okay cool moving down the body then on to uh, your top so jerseys t-shirts whatever it is you put on your uh, on your top end uh you've got a few different options here don't you you've got like anything from uh you know a basic um running top or an active t-shirt yeah up to uh sort of proper road uh jerseys so um why do you reckon well okay first let's look at the uh, the basic ones first i mean like a, a standard running top's fine for cycling isn't it yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you even see people just out in a cotton t-shirt, yeah, exactly. um, which obviously isn't going to be uh, the best for wicking away sweat and that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. to be honest, I think that is the main benefit of all these, everything from um, an active active kind of running top right down to a, a very specific cycling or mountain bike yeah. jersey. It's yeah. just that the material that wicks away that sweat and yeah. just keeps you kind of cool slash warm at the same time <laughs> you don't feel like you're Depending. soaked basically in a yeah, normal t-shirt normal t-shirt gets sodden and you're like you feel your sweat all over you uh so yeah even moving up to a 10 quid uh basic running top uh, in fact even last night you can get like a basic running top at a decathlon for like three quid these days yeah aldi aldi decathlon yeah, oh yeah totally yeah go to aldi get a nice wee cycling top for a few quid definitely <laughs> Um, so yeah, why would you move up then from something like that to a proper uh, cycling top? What's the difference? Yeah, I guess I guess it comes down to kind of features and uh, fit as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you, the ones that are designed for for mountain biking or or even road cycling are going to be just fitted that much better. So they'll be they'll be consider you know considering how far down the back they go, how uh, tight they are around the arms and the chest and and that kind of thing and between a, a road jersey, which is tends to be fairly tight, you know, they're kind of thinking more of aerodynamics, yeah. um, going towards a kind of uh, a baggier trail jersey. Um, they're all going to be made of kind of similar materials, but just have a, a slightly different fit. So, yeah. so the mountain bike trail ones are going to be probably just a little bit looser and um, just more geared towards that, you know, uh, trail riding downhill riding that kind of thing yeah yeah in terms of the fit i always found that a bit funny when i first started wearing proper biking stuff because obviously mm. they're it's designed for your riding position isn't it it's designed it for is. you leaning over arm, arms kind of outstretched your head stretched back a little bit especially the road stuff isn't it i mean it's designed almost for you to be like uh, horizontal back and looking <laughs> straight up so it's kind of much more shaped that way around the shoulders yeah. and stuff um, less so in the mountain biking stuff, but more baggy, a bit more normal, isn't it? But it does actually make a difference, though, doesn't it? If you're out for like a two or three hour ride instead mm. of like a normal, um, a cotton t shirt, particularly, you imagine going out cycling in that and you get these kind of this rubbing onto your armpits and around yeah. your elbow, your shoulders because of the position you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it does make a difference, it does make a difference, but. Um, I suppose the other thing uh, is the pockets and stuff like that, isn't it? Like particular to uh, to cycling. Yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding to when I said um, features. So yeah, you've yeah. got you've got everything from um, on a on a sort of short sleeve and long sleeve kind of more road cross country jersey. You tend tend to get sort of three or four pockets yeah. um, along the back, which are pretty useful for just stashing a, a pump or a multi tool, something like that. If you yeah. haven't got a backpack, um, and then to be honest, I've seen I've seen all kinds of features on uh, on some mountain bike jerseys from um, 
uh, I remember a Fox jersey having a little um, sort of felt area for wiping your sunglasses, <laughs> which was uh, quite novel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I've, I've seen little uh, felt areas like that for wiping your nose as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not the most pleasant of uh, things, but, yeah, <laughs> to wipe all over. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. They're going to be more thought, more thought out and um, more geared towards the kind of things you're going to encounter when you're on the bike. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, they tend to be slightly longer at the back so that when you're in that um, hunched over position that you're in when you're riding, it's it's going to be covering your your backside a little bit more yeah, yeah. Than, uh, yeah, than, a standard, yeah. than a standard T-shirt, which would ride up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, what kind of brands do you wear? Uh, I... Well, the the kit that I kind of race and train in is more is more like you know road, um, out and out cross country stuff, and that's made by a company called Curve, mm-hmm. um, which are a US company. So they're not they're not that well known here, but they're they're basically a distributor for Moa, which is a a more a bigger sort of road uh, road clothing brand. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely in the past, when I was uh, racing, you know, when I was a, a bit younger and racing slightly less, I went a lot towards uh endura endura a big one that uh, i guess a lot of people know um polaris bike wear polaris uh sponsored me with bike bags but Mm. they've got absolutely tons of uh some really nice uh mountain bike specific clothing yeah um and then gore as well i think gore are sort of really really well known for producing good quality clothing yeah never used to they're kind of funny because I remember a time when I, I thought it was quite strange that they were doing biking kit because mm. they were always like uh, mainly walking, hiking, that kind of stuff. But they've yeah. been around for years now, haven't they? They have, yeah. In, in yeah, the they, biking world, I know they've been around for decades as a company, but in the biking world, I mean. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it's only, I, I would say, probably in the last five years that they've really kind of seemed to seem to get get a bit of a stride going with their, uh, with their mountain bike clothing. Yeah. And um, from what I've seen, it looks great. Yeah. There's um I, I wear a lot of Endura stuff. Just about yeah. all the shorts that I've worn in the past. I I love their um Humvee shorts. Yeah. Uh, I use them for everything. I use them not just for mountain biking. I've got a, I've got a black pair and a green pair. I've had both for I've had the black pair about literally about ten years. Yeah. And the green pair probably seven or eight because I got them maybe a few years after. And I, I use them for holidays and everything because they're yeah. great for uh like being away abroad and still being able to carry a wallet while you're walking about in your shorts and stuff. Yeah, like exactly. That, so. I've got, I've definitely got a few pairs of uh, Humvees kicking around somewhere <laughs> as well. They just, yeah. uh, they've got a really nice material from what yeah. I remember. It's, um, and then obviously, yeah, they're just g- good for pockets. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they seem to last and, forever. And last forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they come with a pair of inner shorts as well, actually. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're detachable inner shorts yeah. with the little poppers. Yeah, uh, yeah they're great. <laughs> Um, for tops, though, I, I'd, I've never actually bought particular mountain biking uh, tops. Mm. I've always just gone for general exercise stuff. Um, so I've got a lot. Yeah, I've got a few like decathlon Aldi ones, but um, I've got a few Under Armour, uh, quite a few Under Armour tops. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of not the proper like compression type stuff, but uh, more loose fitting. Yeah. I, I actually, I quite often just wear race tops. So having done races, you end up getting a t-shirt with every race you do. Yeah. Or not every race, but a lot of races you do. And I always yeah. just end up wearing them. So I'm uh, a filter that just wears my free free uh, exercise <laughs> top. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like we've been saying, there's there's these features that are, that will help in different sort of scenarios when you, when you're mountain biking and there's this, 
um, certain certain features that will just be just just make it ever so slightly better. But it's it's definitely absolutely fine. Just as soon as you've got that material that's going to wick away the sweat and stuff yeah. like that, I think that's 80 percent of it. To be honest, yeah, yeah. An interesting one actually. I got sent a T-shirt from. Well, let me get this right. I think it's Trail Twenty Four. I'll search it as I'm talking. Um, and they do uh, kind of renewable stuff. Do you know it's not Trail Twenty Four? Because they're not coming up. Um, they do renewable uh, mountain biking kit made out of bamboo, basically. Um, cool. And uh, they sent me a top to try out uh, for the website, and I loved it. Actually, it was just so comfy. It feels like a, it feels like a, a con t-shirt so you know right. like sometimes your exercise tops they can feel a bit a bit synthetic when you first put yeah, it on it definitely. does feel a bit weird it's not the most comfortable wearing stuff sometimes you get used to it it's fine obviously mm. but um put this on so comfy really soft uh but and i expected it to just fill up with them um, with sweat just become yeah. sodden like yeah. a cotton one would but it was fine actually it was great and it wicked away it didn't the the thing is they they say it's um it's sweat wicking as well so, mm-hmm. Sorry, that's not what I meant to say. They say it is smell uh, retardant as okay. well. Yeah. Um, so they say that it kind of eats or it's antibacterial or something. So it doesn't start smelling, mm. which is a bit weird. And actually, I can confirm that I have uh, left it in my biking bag for days at a time and uh, it's not done anything. So <laughs> interesting. Oh, it's not, it's not started stinking. Uh, so yeah, they're good. Actually, they're good tops. I will, what I'll do, I'll put the, I'll put the link to it in the show notes. Um, because I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head, uh, so I'll put a link to the show, link to it in the show notes because they're great tops. Um, and I know the people actually now just haven't talked to them a fair bit since getting that top. Um, so they do good. It fits really well as well. So you know, like a lot of mountain biking kit actually is a bit over the top in terms of uh, bagginess. Um, yeah. Kinda, yeah catering to the cool kids uh, that want like a massive big top that just hangs right off you but they're more for um, maybe uh, maybe the more mature mountain biker <laughs> I'm probably doing them a disservice here but uh, that's why I thought of them as it's, it fits a bit better a bit tighter yeah uh, and it's a bit more fitted so yeah I like them a lot but I'll put a link in the show notes you'll find it there if you go over to uh, mountainbikesapart.com forward slash 215 because this is uh, episode Wait a minute, am I getting that right? Is it 215? Two, two, yeah, 215, 15, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. so episode 215. So MB, yeah, com forward slash 215. You'll find the show notes for this episode and you'll get a link to them if you want to check them out. Okay, so jerseys covered. Uh, last one for this episode was gloves, wasn't it? What did I call yeah. Gloves. So, um, yeah, long finger, short finger, different types, protective, light as anything. What, what do you use? Yeah, so uh, to be honest, there's uh, a, a good amount of gloves that just cross over from the road right to the mountain bike. So you've got some, you, you kind of trail glove, which uh, actually tend to be fairly lightweight in in most areas other than kind of just around the palm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kind of top bit on the top of your hand is mm-hmm. generally there just to wick stuff away, unless it's a winter glove, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah. If, we, if we're looking at just kind of a regular regular mountain bike glove then they're just uh, quite a lot of them um are super lightweight the uh 661 um rajis i think they are they're quite a popular one okay sure. um and they're yeah they're just uh, a nice long finger glove um and just wicks wick you know wick away all the moisture yeah. and uh and just nice and comfortable mm-hmm. cool so they're they're really just protection aren't they 
yeah. kind of warmth or anything. It's just, uh, I mean, what what would you what do you wear gloves for? Is it to it's protect your palms, really, isn't it? It's to mm-hmm. maybe make it a bit more comfortable on the handlebars, a bit more grip, possibly? Yeah, probably, I would say, it's, I mean, I quite like to ride without gloves sometimes when it's... Um, when it's a nice day out but you do find certainly that you know when your hands start sweating that it's uh it's quite hard to hold onto the bike yeah, um yeah. as easily so i guess they're the probably equal parts grip as well as uh comfort and protection yeah yeah, yeah. It's protection as well in terms of um i mean it kind of cushions your hand on the handlebars doesn't it you get, mm-hmm. you get most mountain biking gloves will have a fair bit of padding along yeah. the, the knuckles but the opposite side whatever you would call that yeah. the knuckle side of your palms or whatever the, yeah <laughs> whatever that bit of your hand's called um and maybe over your uh the pad of your thumb as well eh to kind of protect those bits but the other part is when you fall off so mm. my gloves have saved me from like destroyed palms quite a few times from like coming off and you put your hand down in the gravel sometimes you know horrible dirt on the trail and uh, stops basically losing the skin off your palms so yeah yeah, yeah. you Just throw your protection. you tend to th- you tend to throw your arms out first don't you and yeah. that's uh, it's usually if you if you don't land on your head then you're gonna hopefully uh, it's usually your hands that go out and yeah. I've uh, I mainly I quite often you know when I'm when I'm racing and I'm just practicing on the course the day before like I'll always wear gloves because um if if you just you know you're learning you're learning or if you're riding a new trail you know you're learning as you go and if you if you do have a bit of a mishap uh, and your hands go down it could just ruin you know the next day's riding if you if you tear your hands up so yeah absolutely definitely gloves help in that regard yeah for sure and obviously, like we're talking about kind of summer ones there, but you do get winter ones, which uh, mm. offer a lot of warmth as well. Um, I've got a pair of good ones actually from, uh, who are they from again? They were from um, the guys that do On One. What's the what's the overall company called again? The On One um, British company down south. Yeah, uh, Planet X. Planet X, that's it, exactly. Yeah. The Planet X store. They've got some great stuff on there. Yeah, some great definitely. kit, actually. Um, I got a winter kit from them once, which included headbands, uh, arm guards, um, arm guards, whatever you want, arm sleeves, uh, yeah. gloves, uh, what else? Uh, waterproof feet, actually, waterproof shoes, not the shoes as such, but shoe protectors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like 25 quid or something. And the gloves yeah. have lasted me for two or three years. Um, nothing particularly fancy, just kind of, they feel quite neoprene and quality, actually. But yeah. A good bit of protection on the palm as well. And they're warm as anything. They're they're kind of my general winter commuting gloves to keep my hands uh, really toasty. So, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's definitely a good place to go. Um, it is interesting, actually, with the neoprene, you know, the, the type of materials that they use for for your winter kind of waterproof gloves. And yeah. um, I know I certainly found, and maybe you have as well, Colin, that um, your kind of typical waterproof gloves that, that are marketed as being completely waterproof never are. Yeah, you, you always yeah, get <laughs> freezing cold hands and you could sort of, you know, you know, you can pour out half a cup of water out yeah. of your gloves by the end of a, a wet ride. So uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes, I mean, there's quite a few companies now looking at actually using kind of wetsuit neoprene material, which, uh, you know, they, they get wet, um, like all gloves do, but then you've got a layer of, um, a layer of water that stays there and, you know, warms up. Yeah. So, uh, they actually keep your hands really warm, you know, but not, but not completely. They're, they're not trying to keep everything completely dry because, yeah seems like it's uh, a bit of a, a bit of a losing battle sometimes yeah, it doesn't fill them up that's like the uh, you know the um 
otter skin socks. Yeah. What are they called again? The uh, brand. Uh, yeah, seal skin. Seal skin. That's what I meant. Otter skin. <laughs> seal skin, not otter skin. Don't kill the otters. There's, the there's an, I think there's an otter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so those ones, like they, they claim to be waterproof socks. Mm -hmm. Uh, but basically they just end up being these uh, water retention bags which mean that your feet are swimming in like uh, a couple inches of water by the end of the ride which yeah. is ridiculous um, so just freezing but yeah you're right like you're right the gloves do that as well they just fill up with water in, in a bad way like water that just stays mm. cold but yeah neoprene's yeah. perfect it just yeah really thin layer of water lets out most of it but makes that little bit of water just uh, warm right up and yeah exactly cozy. Exactly. I think if uh, if the winter, if our UK winter is anything like it was last year, I think I'll be uh, going going. I, I I think I have a neoprene set somewhere, so I might try and dig them out and yeah. uh, see what they're like. Great. Uh, what brand do you use for gloves? I think you mentioned a couple already, but just to go over again. Yeah. So I've used I've used six six one. Troy Lee Designs make some nice ones, um, and then yeah, winter ones. Although the seal skins and uh, similar similar companies uh they don't uh, from my experience tend to work all that well yeah, but yeah. they're still i mean when it's not hammering it down and it's just a cold day they, they do a good job yeah um and then you've got your kind of more uh, you know bike brands so specialized yeah yeah um, have a good clothing range um yeah. so yeah there are a few yeah endura and uh endura, specialized obviously. have been my kind of um mainstays for gloves i think yeah uh, in fact a pair of winter gloves i got once in endura pair they were they were the proper winter ones not waterproof but properly like ski gloves padded mm -hmm. things yeah they're, they're great actually um in fact i had a pair of gore ones as well just uh really thin little gore ones that went inside my main gloves oh, like a liner well. glove yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah they work quite well sometimes as well when it's really cold yeah, that's a good that's a good tip. Definitely, yeah. is a, a liner glove inside a, a slightly thicker one. Yeah, insulated. yeah, because it's the one bit of your body that doesn't tend to heat up half as much because it's getting the brunt of the wind, isn't it? Like your your hands sort of out there in front and the fingers just getting wind whistling through them. So yeah, definitely. Plenty. I've had plenty of episodes of uh, cold hands. <laughs> I know all about that. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I think that covers them all. Anything else you want to uh, talk about gloves? I don't think so. I think that's uh, that's your kind of basic upper body kit, and um, yeah, we'll put we we can put some links to some of these brands in the show notes as well, so people can check them out. Perfect. Right, I am going to do looking at the time here. I'm going to do a total switcheroo. We're not going to do questions in this one because we've already gone nearly forty minutes. <laughs> so it goes so, in it when we get when we get talking about gear indeed i had thought when you sent this through that we were gonna have a nice short one because uh, you're just like oh, upper body we're just gonna do jerseys helmet uh gloves that's all nothing uh, it'll take us 10 minutes to go through um but as always yeah <laughs> uh okay so we'll go back to the original plan which we've mentioned before which was to have a full episode on questions i think that'll work well anyway we can just go through all of the questions we got yeah, definitely in the one episode and um cover them all in depth uh, so we'll do that in probably two episodes time then we'll extend the series by another episode we'll do the second half of this next week so make sure you come back next week to listen to our coverage of the bottom half of the body so coming uh, onto shorts and shoes and socks i uh, got away with bated breath to hear what uh, tom's got to say about mountain biking socks edge of your seat stuff <laughs> um, so we'll come back and do that next week so please do come back thank you very much for listening to this episode please do come back next week hear the second part of this one and then we'll tie up the series the following week uh, by going through your question and answers.
As always, uh, just one little request before we close out the episode, which is this time around, one thing I'd like to ask you, a little favour, is if you're enjoying the show, um, can you do one of two things? In fact, no, do one thing. I'll give you one thing to do. Can you just think of one person that you know that might enjoy this show? Think of a friend, uh, somebody else you know that rides bikes, another mountain biking. Uh, maybe it's somebody that is just starting out in biking. Maybe it's somebody that you've introduced to biking recently uh, that is just getting into the sport. Uh, might want a bit of guidance, might appreciate a bit of advice um, and turn them on to this. Tell, tell them about the show tell them about uh, the stuff we talk about, guide them through how to subscribe. It's easy enough to subscribe to a podcast, but sometimes people need a bit of help. If you could do that, if you could just go through and maybe try and get one person you know to listen to the show, that would be so helpful to us. It would massively um, help us get the show out there to more people. I mean, if we could get like 10% of our listeners out there to uh, to just get one friend to listen, that would be a massive effect on uh, yeah, the folk that are listening to us. So. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be perfect. So yeah, if you could do that, please do it. And if you do, then uh, copy me into the person on Twitter or something or, or by email or whatever. Um, let them know and I'll give them a shout out as well. We'll make sure that they uh, feel welcomed to the uh, the Mountain Bikes Apart community. <laughs> so yeah, if you could do that, I'd much appreciate it. It'd be great to get this out to more people. Yeah, that'd be cool. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me again, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Uh, I just want to say as well, uh, when I was at a race uh, fairly recently, um, a guy called John, John Salt, uh, came up to me and said that he's been listening to our to the podcasts oh, and uh, really enjoying them. So that's a, <laughs> a little bit of a shout out to John there. Excellent stuff. John Salt, did you say there? John Salt. Yeah. Salt. Where was he from? Uh, I'm not sure where John's from, actually, but uh, he was... He was at the race at Hadley Farm, which is on the Olympic uh, course from London 2012. Oh, okay. So he, uh, he got a few nice pictures of me that he uh, sent over on Twitter. So that Perfect. was really nice. Ah, oh, great stuff. Well, hello, John. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, in fact, John, if you can get a friend, you know, nudge, nudge, get someone else to listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for spending your time with us again for another week. And we hope to see you next time. Bye.